enthusiastic intro we've ever had there are some days where it's easy to do this job it's a thankless job really aside from five star reviews on itunes wink wink (laughs) but there are some days when it's a little easier than others where you're like oh man it's gonna be really fun to talk about this game we're really gonna be able to tear this apart or oh we discovered something that we didn't know about today i didn't even know this was a genre this guy's this publisher's life is very interesting he's a very interesting fellow there's lots of there's lots of <laughs> angles that you can sort of approach a bad board game to find something at least enjoyable to discuss about it. I'm struggling today. <laughs> I'm I'm struggling. This is this is a harder day than others. I it's think rough day, man. You might have been found, cooped up for a long time indoors. I get it. Like I would rather get coronavirus <laughs> and give it to everyone I love. Now, maybe this will be an insensitive joke in like four weeks' time when everything is Mad Max mode. And I apologize in advance for that. But this <laughs> game was really bad, folks. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. Uh, welcome, everyone, to Roll and Move, the Internet's podcast, where we uh, take a look at some of the bad, worse, terrible, weirder, stranger board games out there. We break them apart. We see what makes them work, what makes them not work, and we give our reviews about them. And I am your first co-host, one of the creators of Rough Draft Games, and with me here, as always, is... Second co-host, second creator of Rough Draft Games, first in punishing Thomas and Jeff with terrible board games for my enjoyment. The Reaper. Mm -hmm. You didn't say your name, big guy. Garrett. (laughs) Nailed it. That's it. Nailed it. That's That's perfect dismount. 10 out of 10. And then also with us fresh out of quarantine is... Jeff Lee. I think if I was a football coach of any sort, I'd probably be the special teams coach. I'd just watch my kicker kick perfect 50-yard field goals. <laughs> first things first, just so everybody knows, in the interest of public safety, social distancing, we did confirm with Jeff he is no longer coughing into the microphone in San Francisco. <laughs> God dang it. All right, oh, we're sorry. That was just... Uh, sorry guys but yeah jeff jeff back how you feeling buddy that you doing all right after a little bout that fight with corona you came out all right i'm feeling great um if you want to tweet at us at roughdraftgames.com or roughdraftgames <laughs> to send us uh some donations for my recovery please do so we might not probably won't use it for anything of recovery related things but probably use it to fund uh this podcast so there, there feel free we're just gonna jump into the we're just gonna dismount here just end the <laughs> right right into the ads <laughs> Uh, well, so Jeff, I know you love to watch sports normally, but, uh, what were you doing with your isolation here? No sports. I, I think, I think maybe this will be the first opportunity you've had to, to engage in any sort of sport like behavior, right? Um, yeah, I think after playing this game today, I'd probably want to go right back into quarantine. I, I, like Tom mentioned, it wasn't very fun. <laughs> um, but you, you could have played this game by yourself and it might've even been better. See, uh, see, guys, I thought I thought we were going to bring people the silver lining here. We were going to be the first little energetic burst of sports that anybody has had in weeks. I'm the opposite. I think everyone getting this taste of social distancing realizes that it's good to be an introvert. I'm just going to lock see, myself in. I don't know about hermit. you. 
I've been playing no touch football. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's Petra. where you get you're you're running after Petra. them, and once you get within like six feet of them, you go, "I got you." <laughs> they go, "No, you no." A, you do an air hug. Yeah, I got him. That was perfect. Nice air, that was a tackle. textbook tackle. Do you <laughs> jump to the ground in this air hug maneuver? <laughs> that, that would be good if you just dive to the ground and the tackle. Uh, take him. Got out. him. I got him. No, you don't. You don't touch him. You just. Take yourself down into the ground. You torpedo. Maybe if you, you do touch them, you cough right in their face, which is a. <laughs> uh, we're gonna need a therm check over here, please. Make sure this guy is yeah. uh, not running a fever. Get him off the field. Well, well, here we are. Uh, our third football game on Roll and Move. Uh, we we of course had Battle Ball, NFL Rush Zone, and uh, NFL Rush Zone. Well, not a great excuse for a game. Battle Ball was pretty good. Um, I th- Battle Ball was fun. Lots of violence. Lots of choice. Lots yeah, there's choice. choice. Good. There's miniatures. <laughs> choice those. <laughs> That's good. This game has miniatures. We got we got some similarities. We got miniatures. Don't give me that. A, Don't give me the miniature. The a, miniatures in this game are like the the passengers in the game of life. Like they're just got, yeah. They're, they they look like pegs from like battleship. Like they're they are little tiny excuse. red and yellow. Are those people or are those just straight up pegs? They're they're going to they're the down markers. Google, so they're pegs. Well, you no, know, Google Google a down marker. Like you know what that looks like, Tom? Uh, dude, do I look like I have football? I, I know down for marker. a fact you don't. Just Google a down marker, and that's what it is. It's a uh, it's <laughs> it's a triangle. <laughs> it's triangle with a circle a, on top. Basically, it's essentially what the uh, the game of life based their pegs on. Is they're like, oh, that that would be that would go great, just like to stuff into little round holes in in board games because that's what they use mm-hmm. in, in football. It would have been great but if yeah. it came with uh, the minivans too, and they just unabashedly <laughs> said, ah, oh, yeah, don't worry about these. <laughs> they like. They took the they took the models from the game of life and put them in there. Yeah, yeah. And so we've come full circle. It goes down marker to game of life peg to you know all their you know miniatures and battle ball, and now we're back to uh, down <clears throat> markers. But but yes, so we're playing today gridiron football um, and just a thrill. This is this is one of those times where this show isn't for isn't for you. It's not for the listener. It's not for Thomas. It's not for Jeff. It's just for me. Um, that, you know, as, as you can t- if you will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As you, as you, we. I think we've said this before, but we like to in, invoke, or not invoke, but we like to push bad things on our friends. We like to just see what it's like to uh, make them sit through a really bad movie, a really bad game, um, a really bad audition, um, just anything to make anybody uncomfortable or mad in our friend group. Mm-hmm. That's generally what we're going for, and uh, that is a hundred percent. My aim today in forcing Thomas and Jeff to finish the game of gridiron football. And we didn't even finish. We completed a half. Uh, a half. It is awful. We wanted to quit <clears throat> probably maybe 30% through the half. But Garrett's like, no, guys, you got to finish the half, man. You got to take it to the <laughs> he half. He was saying something about, oh, we always, we got to complete it. We've always done it with all the games. I'm like, no, we it's don't. Our oath. <laughs> it's our not own. our oath. We would have been playing for like twelve hours if we finished that. Uh, if we finished it that freaking Lord of the Rings game. The Lord of the Rings game Come was on. so long, we barely got into it. No, we. Pl- I'm pretty sure we finished that. We did not finish the Lost game, which would have gone on forever. No, we finished that too. Technically, we just, no, we we did not. Oh, we sure did. We, we sure you did. Ran, you committed suicide. Yeah, but we finished. Me. We oh, we finished by the letter of the law. We didn't finish the twenty four DVD game. 
Oh, that was technicality. Oh, but we didn't finish it. <laughs> that was cool. You know, sometimes coronavirus happens, guys. I, I don't know. I, we have an oath to our listeners to finish these games out. And, uh, you know, how, how do you feel? How do you, how'd you feel after finishing this that? This uh, was football? truly, truly <laughs> awful. Yeah, we, ha- have we, we haven't done what's in the box, have we? No. That won't take very long. But I will say that to add to what Garrett's saying, the game he, he already mentioned the game title, Gridiron Football. But he also needs to mention the subtitle, the subtext, which is, quote, the realistic the, football card game. <laughs> in a nice red banner, yeah. The realistic right. football card game. And I but, want everyone but, but, to keep that in mind as we move forward, how realistic well, this, this game is nothing nothing realistic. In fact, I think now is probably a good time to go into the publisher of this game. That's right. Yeah, Stato Game Incorporated, um, patent pending, 2009, this game came out. 2009? <laughs> Rough times, man. That was like height of the recession. They decided that they're going to dig themselves out making a card game. It sounds a lot like <laughs> us right now. <laughs> But that hits home. So this guy hard. lost all his money in the 2008 stock. stock They're trying crash. to trying to come back up with this upcoming board game because everyone's staying indoors and playing more games. It sounds pretty pretty familiar. We should simplify. You know, with you know a great way to cut costs. Hail Mary. Well, I was gonna say, you know, a great way to cut costs on board games is to just make it mostly card based and, uh, you know, for the most part, nix the board. Uh, get a small box, get it all to fit in really well, and uh, get some courtroom drawing sketch type artist, and then you'll be good to go. Yeah, man. That's a great business model. What a great <laughs> business model. That's a guaranteed three on board game geek at least. <laughs> Pyramid scheme or card game? Take your pick, guys. There's only two ways to go about scamming people. Uh, well, that's true. So, so speaking of scamming, Tom, you looked into the Stato game. Team and uh, I'm sure you got some great insights for our listener today. I think team is being a little generous. Okay, I think this is a uh, this is a strict one man operation. So I will go ahead and give you guys a little bit of background on Stato Games. So if you go to the publisher of this game on Board Game Geek, there's no designer listed. There's no artist listed. There's only Stato Games. Uh, So after doing a little bit of googling, this game company. I, it looks like went defunct somewhere around 2011. That's the, on the Internet Archive, that is the latest postings that we have from, uh, that we have from Stato Games. And their website is solely dedicated to the sale of a single game. It's, uh, it's Gridiron Football. They're, they're, it's what their whole site is about. Up and down, painted with information on Gridiron Football. Uh, and it's, I, I'm pretty sure this is just the entire rule book cut and pasted onto their website, which, you know, that's n- nothing wrong with that. They got some nice visually appealing images. And then they also list their one retailer. They only got it in a uh, online store, not even on Amazon, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure Amazon, Amazon was up and running by 2011. Right? I found it on Amazon like a, now, um, but we can talk yeah. about that later. But I, I, is it like an exclusive college football paraphernalia retailer? No, it's called in like Best Tuscaloosa? of the Best is the retail. Best of the Best Toys. Best of the Best. Is who they made an exclusive deal with. Uh, it is <laughs> who got, a, who got the it's a toy company that. That has an apartment number. <laughs> so they gave their address. Uh, it's over in Illinois and uh, apartment number 300. You think they made another company boxing. to sell their own game? Like they made it, they like, couldn't get it into the hands of anybody and they wanted it to seem more legitimate. So they uh, they developed their own distribution company. I mean, it's, yes. it's certainly possible. <laughs> they also list their, their phone number on here and it looks to be a cell phone number. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it is. 
This is a very, very, very grassroots movement that we're doing right now. We could. I mean, you might have some guy pick up the phone because I know what this I know what this guy's voice sounds like because they also have a YouTube page and they only have one uploaded video from nine years ago. It's a gym. And it is called Josh and Joshua Talk About Gridiron Football. It has 37 views in nine years. So we're netting two views a year, about maybe three, about three years of uh, three views a year. And the video Passive is like income, these baby. two guys. It's the makers of the El Minis card game. Have you ever heard of that, Gary? Is that something? No. Okay. <laughs> it's a bunch of indie indie game makers. With other it looks like, makers. yeah. So this video was done at some sort of indie game convention. And you can see the booths in the background. And you can see like people playing different games. This is all 2011. I mean, it's, it's not too far long ago. Um Actually, no, this was 2012, because this was like nine, no, still, still nine years yeah. ago, 2011. Regardless, 2012, it wasn't right that long it. ago. Yeah, and this guy cornered these two guys to talk about <laughs> gridiron football, and these, they're two friends, you know, they're, they're sort of like nervously looking at each other and then to the camera, and he, the voice, sort of shaky, <laughs> sort of nervous, but very imposing, it's like, so, what'd you guys think of gridiron football? <laughs> The Joker, and baby. Uh, they're like, yeah, we, <laughs> we, t- we took it home and we were playing it. We were getting into it. And, you know, I had the ball. I threw an interception. <laughs> they're like saying what they can about the game. Which is not and much. you guys are going to see. They're like, man, it was uh, first I was winning, then he was winning, and then, then he there's won. There's not a lot that you can say about this game. And they're struggling to say anything. And then the, the camera pans over to like this guy eagerly explaining all 40 seconds of the rules to this guy who's clearly eating something at the uh, <laughs> desk. He just needed a place to sit. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's looking a little rough. rough. And the last the last bit of history on Stato Games, this poor guy, I don't, I don't know who's, what this guy's name is, but he's uh, he's got a Twitter account. He was on top of the social media game. Joined 2010. <laughs> Total tweets. Two... <laughs> One original tweet and one retweet. I will read them both for you. His first tweet, first tweet. Now, remember, this is his board game company. This is, he's got an image of his board game as his profile on Twitter. His status, his his permanent bio in Twitter just says card game, even though he listed the name of his company, Stato Game. The bio says card game. He lives in Chicago, Illinois. Two tweets, first tweet. Chicago Bears, Chris Harris and Robbie Goode want to want another crack at the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he, he is in fact a football fan. There you go. Yeah, and he he posts an ESPN link. <laughs> nice, solid. Uh, this guy seems And then incredible. tweet number two. Tweet number two is a retweet. This is not him, but this is him retweeting. Looks like her name's Gina. She builds software for companies. Hi, Gina. And she says. Permanently adjusted my desk to standing height today. Hour three of use, and ouch, my feet hurt. On the upside, my back feels great. Keeper. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) That's all we get. Now, I'm not one to brag. I don't think that we're necessarily on top of our social media game. We we could be a little bit more active and that sort of stuff. But, you know, we tweet when we post uh, podcasts, and maybe if, you know, Jeff has something funny to say, but... 
we're talking two tweets in eight years. This game has gone under radar for good reason. One being poor quality of uh, PR, and this guy's, I don't know if he's like just a total introvert, but like he cannot, <laughs> <laughs> he cannot connect with these people at these uh, at these conventions, which I relate with. I struggle with, you know, it's a little bit awkward approaching people with something new that you created. It can be pretty embarrassing to put yourself out there, but um, maybe, maybe it's because deep down he knew the truth about his game and to really get into that. I think we're going to have to take a look at what is What's inside, inside the box. box. Man. Um, so many things to go over here. So first, first a little insight into what pulled me in what, what, what made me want to grab this game. So, you know, like I said, we had played NFL rush zone, which is just a strange simulation that has a weird football theme thrown on top of it, but you know, nothing like football. Then we played battle ball, which has some, you know, formations you can try and work around. Uh, certainly this, this big aggrandized version of, of football with, you know, violence and, and a lot of luck, but you know, a, a more apropos simulation of football than NFL rush. You can zone. choose where you go. You got a huge field. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's total it, free reign of movement. It's huge. And it's, it's over the top and it's a, a, a just a big, you know, it, it, it's, it, 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 Sorry, <clears throat> it uh it simulates football to a degree, but it, it's certainly not you know football as as you see fit. So so I, I saw this game and I you know they had like they had probably ten packs of this at half price books there and they're all priced for a dollar. And so I was like, oof, that that is oof. perfect fodder for rolling. Oh money. yeah. Uh, turn around on the back and I'm like, all right, this is this is kind of what we're looking for. This uh, so it says. As you said, the realistic football card game. The game follows the same rules as in real football, right? There are two teams with eight different plays. The offensive coach calls a play. He then flips over a card to see the outcome of the play. Whoever scores the most Just like wins. real football. So, so immediately start with a claim. Immediately disprove it in your, in <laughs> your, your first two sentences. Yes. It's, I was like, boom, perfect. Uh, we're going to play real life football. Um, take the plastic shrink wrap off. And then uh, pop it open. Inside, 78 play cards. Boom. Unique. One. Please, Garrett, one, give him the credit. One, yes, 78. Oh, I'm sorry. The website says that they are unique <laughs> they, they, play cards. And I believe they are. I've not 100% confirmed, but on first pass through, they, they do appear to be unique. Uh, we have one bifold board. It has a uh, perforations throughout where you can stick your little down markers, as I mentioned. And for some reason, we have uh, six down markers and i'm not sure why you need six but there but there are six uh you basically use one to denote where the football is and one to note to denote where the first down marker is and then a third one just to denote if it's first second or third down i have a quick question does anyone remember in the game of life how many seats were in the six (laughs) okay there's your answer (laughs) <laughs> it might have been eight. I, I think it was six. So. I, I, yeah, I, I think it, it might just be like standard print size or standard mold size for those things. And they just probably wanted to give you extras. That's sure. a possibility. Um, and then I will quickly jump to my only positive of this game. A very succinct rule book. Uh, it is a quarter sheet of paper uh, folded in half. A little bifold action. Quick read. And guys, I think it was pretty pretty easy to go over the rules with you guys i mean i just said hey you're gonna call a play on your on your play it's either gonna be a center run an end run a short pass a long pass or you can uh, 
punt, you can kick a field goal, or if you've already scored a touchdown, try an extra point. Um, Six plays. And that's all you do. So I believe Thomas's or Jeff's first question is, well, what do I do on defense? And just like any good realistic football game in the Pac-12, which <laughs> Jeff is used to. You don't play any you defense. Don't. <laughs> you don't do anything. You just you just watch the other guy go. And uh, so, Pac-12 yeah. After so dark. basically, you basically, game starts with the coin flip. Whoever's, uh, it was Thomas's ball first. Uh, and uh, the Jeff kicks off. He gets the ball and he says, all right, I'm going to do a long pass. And you flip a card and it says, all right, good job. You completed it for 31 yards. Thomas is like, man, that worked out great. I'm going to throw another long pass. Oof, intercepted. All right. Jeff's like, all right, long pass, huh? That sounds pretty good. He throws one, complete, 10 yards. This is the flow of the game. You do that for 78 cards to end the <laughs> half. And that's it. To end the half. So that means almost... 160 cards estimating here that you have to do this for the entire game before you are legally done yes by the rules it's kind of like this weird <laughs> choose your own adventure but it's like the same similar outcome every time what i want to know what i want to highlight here is in the front of the box garrett so the art yes. looks like it's somebody who like can can draw but like not like better than me obviously but like obviously wasn't <laughs> wasn't like a great illustrator and they decided to colorize their drawing but i wanted you to read what's at the bottom left corner under the ages um the the player recommendation can you read that for me it's one or two players okay so. one or two players and i want to know does the rule say anything <laughs> about how a single player can play i mean i know how you can but does it explicitly mention how you would play solo like is there a is it autonoma or anything along those lines? Um, no. So you're basically <laughs> just playing two teams, uh, as it, and trying to beat yourself. And and if we, well, yeah, it's like you know the thing that they do in the cartoons where it's like you know the guy's against, playing himself yeah. in chess and oh, he like whoa, he shuffles to the other side. <laughs> it's I, like when I read that that it was one or two players, I was like, what really? It's, and it's for, it's for testing out your strats, man. It's that's when you know, you, right? Like that's you when you see, know you there's see, no you point see in the, having two players. Like you see if the long pass is better than the short pass, and uh, if you just choose one play over and over again, which one is uh, comes out on top more often than not? That's that's for testing. That'd be stress. interesting it's, to sort of calculate the percentages of. Yeah, like, how else were they going to play test this game, Jeff? If they didn't have the one player variant, I don't know because they'll never get two players to play it at the same time, except for here. <laughs> um, this is one of those games that when we do the season end review and what game we would bring to us to a deserted island, I. See Still wouldn't bring to a dessert item, even though it's explicitly for one player. So this game was so bad. I lost, by the way. It was like twenty six. It was comical. Twenty six comical. How bad yeah. I lost. So, so we should talk about y'all's strategy, which is, I, I've somewhat alluded to. You guys just did long pass every single time because it's the most effective play in football, apparently. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, there's nothing. There's no counterplay to it in this game. It's all you know. You're just hoping for one of the four to be big completions. And there's no, like, Thomas can play any defense. So, like, if he, it, this game would have been really interesting if there were two decks, um, like an offense and defensive deck, and you got to choose from there. I think that would have been really mm -hmm. cool. I mean, it's kind of a similar variant to um, NFL Rush Zone, I guess. But it would have been, yeah. at least you would have had to do something and make some sort of choice on defense. But you're just sitting and waiting for somebody to flip through the deck. And it was... Like, it just didn't, wasn't a game, really. It's kind of a simulation. Not even, I don't even think it was a simulation. I don't know how to, I don't know what to call it. Yeah, there's, there's some choices. And, and I'll just quickly say, 
whether Garrett, you... what choices? What choices do you have? Your, cho- like, your choices I, are choice just to call the play. boils down yeah, to right. the same outcome, right? You're right? It's not a difference in strategy. It's just did the ball move forward, yes or no? Yeah. That is it. Sure. And no, like, you choose the play. No, no, you're, you're right. I, I'm just saying your choices are to choose the play. That, oh. That's it. <laughs> your choices is to choose the play, which doesn't matter because if it's like saying... It's it's like ordering food at a Mexican restaurant, right? This is the classic Jim Gaffigan joke, but you know, it's all right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a burrito. Okay, it's tortilla, meat, cheese, and you know, some lettuce on top. Okay, I'm gonna get a tostada. Mm-hmm. Okay, tortilla, cheese, meat with some lettuce on top. Well, you can call it whatever you want, but you're still getting the same right. answer. There's there's like two or three outcomes. One, ball goes forward. Two, ball goes nowhere. Three turnover well well here's what i think they tried to do and i i was gonna say whether you give them credit for this or not whatever uh so basically and you know generally in football a run is a smaller risk reward reward play correct so a run is you're gonna get smaller amounts of yardage but less chance of going backwards less chance of something going bad Mm. uh daryl daryl k royal one of my personal friend of the show daryl k royal (laughs) once said when you pass a ball uh only three things can happen and two of them are bad so that's that's the passing well okay uh now when you run you you pretty much are you can be positive or neutral sometimes it's bad but vast majority are positive or neutral it looks like that's kind of what they tried to simulate here so when you're doing running plays when you're doing center running plays you're getting small chunks of yardage two three six you'll see some elevens uh maybe a five a nine but you're not seeing you're not seeing interceptions you're not i see one fumble you're not seeing very many negative plays here now when you look through the the long passes here i see incomplete 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 complete for 16 complete for 11 complete for 10 uh negative five intercepted intercepted complete for 20 so you get these larger chunks but you're way more likely for something bad to happen so i i think the realism that they are trying to go for is that risk reward analysis of the situation of the, fo- the and, football. And I agree so. with that. And I, I think it, it played out in our game such that Thomas ended up getting the unlucky end of the, um, absolutely the numbers. 100%. And, and I a hundred percent agree that what I wish they would have done though, is I wish it would have been spelled out from the get go. Like you have this percentage of cards to get this outcome for these choices. And that way, sure. uh, you know, you know uh, overall, all, all the inside runs on average, you'll get X amount of yards. Um, like this is your average expected value returned or whatever. Like I think I think that would have been really interesting. Obviously, they didn't go to that length. They just kind of put them in there. Um, and then it might have made us play the game a little differently um, and and choose like. And I kind of thought about that. There were times when I was getting into like um, inside the ten yard line. I was like, maybe I should start doing inside runs because they're probably higher percentage chances, and I'm not going to lose anything from it. But then I was like whatever <laughs> so i just started chucking the ball like it, it didn't really matter to me so i think i think it's just it just seemed a little different because i didn't know whether or not this was proportionately you know distributed as as real football quote unquote would have been like Garrett, i'm just gonna say this battle ball came out in 2003 better game better game <laughs> like i there's best no game i never played for botching <laughs> like the the risk reward ratio that they were trying to do here is so bad. I understand what you're saying. I understand what they were trying to do. But what do you what do you credit as the big fault, the big downfall that diluted the gameplay to what it became for us? No defense. Yep. You're mm-hmm. you're not actively 
playing anyone except yourself. You're you're playing the card. You're seeing if there's a good or bad outcome on that card, and the other player has no agency in that whatsoever. Like even in NFL Rush Zone, there was a way that if you, I think, if you roll doubles, you can get uh, like a fumble recovery or something on defense, and that made it yep. kind of exciting. If you like, it, look at look at Jeff knowing the rules. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, it's, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's it's just well, it's just funny because like you know, as bad as that game was, like there was still something for the defense to do, and there was a way for them to like there's something for them to hope for in, in the dice rolls. Yeah. And here, like whenever it was Thomas's turn, I would I would like flip open my phone and just wait until his his downs would fizzle out, and get back to me. Yeah. So with NFL Rush Zone, you it's it's almost the exact same. Everything is still completely up to 100 percent chance, but. You're rolling the die, right? Right. You're you're rolling. You it. Even if you, I gave Thomas a deck and Jeff a deck and flipped those cards simultaneously, um, and eliminated the play calling altogether, that would still give you guys a little bit more sense of agency. Yeah. This the other player just sits there and watches right. the other player march down the field. And they can't. They can do nothing about it. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. nothing yeah. about it. So, so, so I, I think that would have probably have benefited from a dice roll. Let me let me yeah. ask you something. Could you put into words? When is a dice roll better than a card roll? Because essentially you had, like, if they were doing the yardage and dividing up the results via dice roll rather than having it pre-written on the cards, I think it would have been a benefit to the, the game. The difference is... Yeah. Uh, good. Yeah, I was going to say, when when what situation in a game do you think warrants a dice roll versus having the information on a card pull for suspense, right? So there's it's actually not, been yes, some psychology random, random events happening. Mm-hmm. There's actually been some psychology done on this. People feel better about dice rolls for a couple of reasons. One is because they feel with the card that it is a predetermined outcome because you can't you can't change what's on the bottom of this card no matter what. Even though you don't know what it is, even though you shuffled the deck, even though through shuffling you've completely randomized it, there's no chance that you can affect what that card is. That that card is definitive and they're, they feel less in control of it. When you roll the die, however, since it's rolling, you you have no idea what the die the face is going to be. It's not definitive. You have some control over that. You have some. So I want to add yeah. a little bit of um a little bit of our gambler's fallacy in here. And uh, <laughs> so a couple of us have played craps before. Um, craps players Which we're really good at. Craps players themselves. <laughs> you little in the hole there, Jeff. Uh, oh, yeah, well, I'll make it up with this board game, right, guys? Um, craps players themselves, they tend to, uh, you know, want to throw the dice. Um, you know, they call themselves, you know, hot shooters, or they know what they're doing. And you, you'll notice how they'll, how they'll. I'm just saying this is the, I know what this is doing. the fallacy, right? I know what so I'm they if you hold it, I'll hold it with both. I'll hold it with both. This, yeah, two two of the sames up. Um, sixes parallel. I always yeah, toss it in the good. same mechanical manner. I always toss it to hit the backboard <laughs> and bounce. So they think that they have control over it. Um, and I and I'll say something else. In California, at least in the state of California, if you play craps, you don't play craps with a dice. You play craps. You roll dice, but the dice makes you pick one of two decks of cards. So there is a difference, and um, and there uh, it is weird. It's really weird. And the thing that makes the biggest difference is, um, aside from the psychological standpoint of it, is if you don't replace the card, then the odds aren't the same because dice rolls can get um, are repeated. They're basically fresh, uh, fresh proportions or whatever every time. Uh, But if the card gets set aside or put to the bottom, which is exactly exactly what we did here, you don't get the same odds throughout the whole deck. Um, So unless you were to reshuffle every pull, then it's not the exact same. And I think that's the, sure, that's the right. biggest difference between dice pulls, at least in the board game mechanic, dice pulls and, yeah. and card deck pulls, is yeah. that you don't get the same um, like reshuffled or reset proportions that you would. And, and I'll and I'll say all that is on the the science and the psychology side of it. 
side of it. So uh, sort of, sort the... of add to that real quick. Yeah. I will say I was playing Forbidden Desert with Allison last night. Yeah. And there is, I I do think that card pulls, like sort of what you were saying about the psychology of it, it's, it's written in stone, a sense of looming mm-hmm. fate. Yeah. That w- when something big is on the line and you're really hoping to up the tension, I think a card pull is probably better than a dice roll. Interesting. In sort of, if you're setting atmosphere or story, because like when we were pulling, if anyone's played Forbidden Desert, right, you know, you, you could die. You could yeah. Very easily yeah. die with just the pull of a card, and it's almost sort of like a Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh God, this could kill me, or it's gonna, hurt, or it could be really good, really good or really bad. There's a lot more tension there. I feel like with pulling a card because it is written in stone. It is that sense of fate. Interesting versus versus the rolling of the dice. Yeah, which is, it feels and, like and what I like about other games dope. too that have a similar mechanic, like Pandemic, with their um, their discard piles and the infection piles. What happens in the game is that. The odds change over time, and that's where cards, uh, card pulls are interesting because uh, game mechanics, if they're done properly, they can change the odds over time depending on how the game is played. So like you are saying, Thomas, later in the game, it's a lot harder to pull good cards and a lot easier to pull bad cards, and that's just how the game's designed, whereas dice rolls are static throughout the whole game. Um, so that's right, why it's right. kind of a big difference. I It's interesting you say that, Tom. I feel the opposite. I really? Narratively and dramatically... I think it is a little more tension rolling the die. And uh, I just think this for one reason is because if, if you play like a risk or something like that and you're down to a, a big final battle, this is basically going to decide the fate of the game. People are rolling these die. They stand up. They get up from their, get up from their chair. You're more physically they, they, involved. That's yeah, why, yeah. Yeah. They're getting more physically involved and they roll that die. I've never seen like a stand up flip. <laughs> well, we have in uh, Game of Thrones. I've, I've but... seen people like take deep breaths getting ready to draw yeah. a card when we're like, we're, you know, we're on the final, trying to get the final piece in Forbidden Desert or like you're trying to really avoid that. It can be very, very dramatic. And it can, I think both can be yeah. short and short, yeah. to heightened yeah. to their, to their, their, you know, their logical conclusion that you can go narratively with the uh, with the piece for the game to make the mechanics really sell the story. Yeah. But this game just fell flat. So you on guys both face. played. Um, <laughs> had nothing. You, you both played Pandemic Legacy, is that right? Um, if yeah. you guys remember, yeah. like, there's times when you're trying to. Um, there's no spoilers here, but I was gonna say, you're talking about the final episode. No, just go in general, go like, say, um, go and say what happens. <laughs> just in general, like, with your infection deck, there's ways to pull. I forgot what the. Um, what the uh, emergency cards were called, but you can pull cities out and, um, and sometimes you're trying to mitigate, uh, mitigate damage. Basically you're like, you know that you're going to pull one bad city, but you're hoping it's not going to be an outbreak city. And in my, in my uh, legacy group, I never, we would always pass that responsibility off to other people. We'd uh, I'd always be like, I'm not going to pull the card. You pull the card as if like you're <laughs> putting blame on somebody else. <laughs> like I'm yeah, not going to, yeah. it'd be like same as passing the dice. Like so I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've been rolling thing. bad. You were yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so to sort of like take this whole tangent and tie it back to the game and what we're actually talking about, um, what would you guys say is the reason like, because when you think about it, like. I don't know. Was it just that the the consequences of the game felt sort of cheap because of the lack of control that was established earlier in the game? Because like there was never a moment where I was like, "Oh, is it gonna be a completion? Ah, incomplete!" Like there's been moments where I felt that in like sports games, but this one, I was just numb. Yeah, I was. There was nothing. I would say like Garrett nailed it in saying that. So this is this is in and of itself kind of a probability and chance game. It's not necessarily like a choice game per se. I mean, they they give you the fallacy of choice. I, I'd say, but um, 
without changing that part of it uh, and keeping it as light as they wanted to do it without adding a whole bunch of bulk to the game, I think if they just added a second deck for mm-hmm. defense, that could have solved a lot of problems. It still wouldn't have been like a, a great game for choice, but you would have still right. felt the same sort of... Um, like playing defense, you still could have felt like, oh, maybe I'll draw like a like a fumble card or an inter- interception pull or something similar to NFL right. NFL rush zone, and you would have felt like, oh, I could have a chance of coming back here. But you just never felt like that in this game at all. You just felt like yeah. You're hands. I think another really good this game was like if you played slots, but there was like no points or money involved, and you just kept spinning. Yeah. It. Oh god. And you just spun it and just sat there for forty five minutes and just spun it and just say, well. Four four times I got a I would have I got three of them lined up that was pretty cool and that, that's that's essentially what, there's just no stakes right. there's no agency there's no stakes and yeah mm-hmm. that, that's that's kind of the issue. All right, let's stick a fork in this thing and uh, let's be done with it. Uh, anyone have any reviews on this before we go into uh, our own? I know we talked most about our stuff out loud just right there, but does anyone have anything? Jeff, you said that you are looking through a couple of the reviews on Board Game Geek. Uh, didn't one guy give this a 10? He gave it a 10, and he said something along the lines of... Oh, let me find it. Let me find the exact quote. Uh, that way I don't misquote him. Um, uh, I think I have it yeah. here. He says, this Bumble Boy says, this is a terrible terrible game and is not realistic, but I love it. <laughs> and that is a love that I do not I don't understand. Agree. There's several... He gives it a 10. He's the only one I think that gives it above like a 5, and I, I crunched the numbers here. It, <laughs> he raised the he raised the average score by 0. 0.6. It was like a, it's like a 3.9. I think it would have been a 3.3 or 3.29 or something like that. So that 110 really really skewed the results. Um, Rip. Yeah. Rest in peace. I wanted to mention Garrett. You said you got it for a dollar at Half Price Books. Yeah. I'm looking. It's, there's like 10, 10 of them on sale. It's on Amazon, uh, and there's they're selling it for 14.39. Very specific for some reason with really? with four dollars and sixty nine dollars uh, forty nine. Four dollars and sixty nine cents in shipping, so basically like twenty bucks. Um, and there's three. So you're and I got a good deal. You got a great deal. Got a good deal. There's three left and in I should, stock. I should put that in our review. That is yeah. a great deal. There's three left in stock, and what I love about it is it's actually sold by Stato Games. So I had this idea that they're still trying to get rid of their last three, their serious? last three games here. Yeah, we'll post it. We'll tweet it if you guys want, uh, so you guys can go get a copy for yourself. But. I, awesome. I think it's funny that they're probably it's probably sitting in their closet somewhere and they've been trying to sell off this game for ten years. <laughs> yeah, they probably had to print I don't know fifteen hundred copies. Yeah, at minimum, right, right. So most of the reviews on Board Game Geek are just saying that it's not very realistic, and uh, that's that's the biggest uh, nail in the coffin as it would uh, as it would seem for this game. But let's go on to our uh, our own reviews. I'll start things off. I hated this game and wanted to quit early. The lack of agency, just like Garrett said, left me feeling completely unenthused and uninvolved. Literally on my phone when it's Jeff's turn because there's nothing that I can do. Uh, yeah, I I thought that the game design was... The only thing that I liked about it was the way that the pegs were laid out on the little tiny board. Agreed. Uh, I thought that that was kind of clever. I was like, because uh, we didn't really go into this much when we were talking about what was the, what, what was in the box, but the, it's, if you, it's sort of like a zigzag pattern, yeah. like sort of an angled cross stitch where if you look very closely, you'll see that each of the pegs does move you up a little bit and they sort of designed it so that like 
the yardage. You were actually making progress up the field. Right. Not all the holes were like totally fleshed with one another. It's just a really cool pattern that they did for the. It's uh, a smart board. way to save That's space. Only... Yeah, and I think um, right. It, I I thought originally that they were rounding up to every two or you know um, like two yards, four yards instead of every in between no. to save space. But they actually have every single yard yeah. marked, which I thought agree yeah. with you, Tom. That was like pretty interesting. Yeah. It's pretty impressive for a travel size mm-hmm. board game, but that is literally the only good thing that I can say about this game. And because of that, uh, I'm going to have to give it a 0.75. It was truly awful. I can go next. Yeah, Yikes. I um, I agree with all the points that you made. Uh, you know, we already mentioned that it would have been a lot better had there been some some changes, including like a some way to play defense, um, some way to give users actual. Um, choice in the game that would have impacted the results. Um, obviously, I have to score this l- lower than our least rated football game, which is NFL Rush Zone, but it would have scored less than that anyways. Um, and yeah, I think I agree with you. I think the only thing that I liked about it was that the kind of quote-unquote clever um, you know, mechanism there. I'm going to give it a 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5. Uh, positives for me. Rulebook, nice and fairly concise. I actually thought there were a couple of holes as far as like... Uh, what happens when a turnover happens um and then it didn't actually go over the down system in football but that's okay um <laughs> and uh another positive for me i think it was they did a pretty admirable job on the risk reward stuff as far as like lining up the center run the end run the short pass and long pass with like approximately how successful that is that being said it, it it's just all thrown out the window because the other player doesn't do anything um, and that's all pointless. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you guys are right on track with these scores. It, it's This is no fun. This is just horrid to play. <laughs> it's a little bit painful. Uh, it was a total joy to force you guys to sit through and play and uh, have you guys get mad at me and ask to quit. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to probably get a little bit of a bonus point for that. Uh, I will put it at a solid one. Boom. Ooh, what's that put our average at there, Gear? A nice rough draft boys average of 0.75, guys. Board game geek average. Guesses? I already know what it you is. Already seen it. I already know what it you is. You may have already seen it. I don't know. 3.9. 3.9. And uh, Jeff, as you said, the 10 brought that way yep. up, right? Yeah. Would have been a 3.3 without, but still. Would have been a 3.3. Big yikes. All right. So uh, that means... Uh, could you stay the uh, the what was the average again? Three point nine. Ours is point seven five, so we're about point seven point one five off. All right, so we are uh, on our official board game review that I'm posting to the website right now. I think you guys will uh, be very happy with this. It's a one star. My uh, the review for the rough draft games that we are posting public is got a great deal on this at a garage <laughs> sale. Less than two dollars. That's how you haggle, boys. Ha ha ha. And that's it. Perfect. <laughs> okay. In line with else. in line with so many other games that we have purchased. In the name, at least in the I name got of art. A good at least I got a good deal. deal. Very good. All right. Well, if you guys would like to see that review, you can head on over to uh, you can head on over to Board Game Geek. You can check out the page for this game, Gridiron. Uh, Gridiron. Just one word, by the way. I thought it was two. That shows how little I know about sports. Uh, Gridiron football. And uh, you can check it out there. But if you would like to talk to us about uh, about your perspective ideas for sports and 
board games, how to make them work, how to how to how to really get the players involved, so that you know Jeff's not checking his Instagram during your uh, in the midst of your game. We're more than welcome to hear that sort of a feedback. We're more than welcome to hear those thoughts and those feelings. And you can reach out to us on Twitter at Rough Draft Games if you want to talk to us about that, or just tell us how your self quarantine is going. Remember, guys. Don't go out and party in the streets. I'm seeing a lot of this stuff on Twitter. People going out, going to beaches, going, getting, getting nice and personal. Look, take it from me, okay? If you're not prepared yet, you're you're as good as dead. So just sort of resign to it, <laughs> play some gridiron football, and call it a day. Oh man, perfect. I think that was that was beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you have any good print and plays for us to play, because um, I can't go to half price books right now, send them our way, roughdraftgames at gmail.com. I would love to take a look and uh, maybe we'll get it on the show. If you like the false sense of choice, um, you should come on down to <laughs> come on down to roughdraftgames.com. We have a lot of options for you. Option number one, you can check out All Rise, a game that's hopefully kickstarting later on this year. You can move on down to Thematic, which has a whole slew of outcomes, uh, different posts that we post about different games. Check out other episodes of Roll and Move. Uh, we can pre-describe those for you as well. You can also contact us, read about the About Us. Um, but yeah, you're resigned to what's on the page here. <laughs> And lastly, but not least, if you have the time, and let's be honest, who, who doesn't have a lot of time these days? If you're like me and you've uh, had your hours <laughs> significantly cut, maybe you've been laid off. You got time. I know you do. So head on over to iTunes and give us five stars. It, we really actually do appreciate it. It helps people find the, uh, find the podcast, helps us spread the word on what we're doing with our own games, like All Rise, which we are uh, constructing the webpage for so we can do sort of like a pre-Kickstarter preview of everything that's going to be coming with the board game, what's inside the box, all the rules. We're going to have a print and play there for you guys if you guys want to go ahead and test it out on your own, sort of like a low a low uh, fringes uh, print and play. But we are more than happy to share that with you guys. But you can do that by... Uh, you can help us spread the word on that board game by going and leaving us five stars on iTunes because it helps more people find the show and then we can continue doing what we want to do, which is make our own bad board games for you guys to tear apart. So we do appreciate those of you who have gone ahead and uh, helped us out. One more that. small plug, uh, if, it, I, if I may. Oh, yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah, Absolutely. so uh, on our YouTube channel, I think, which is just roughdraftgames.com, we've just posted our Kickstarter video that we're going to be using for a Kickstarter for All Rise. So go and check that out. Thomas did a great job on it. Um, so check it out. Share it with your friends. Retweet it. Um, and then uh, and then buy our game later on. Yeah, thank you. All right, Garrett, can you get us out of here? Buddy? Yeah, absolutely. I gotta, I gotta go Today, clean. I gotta go wash my hands for twenty seconds. Go wash those hands. Uh, we just want to thank a couple friends of the show: Daryl K. Royal, Ray Lewis, Adam Pacman Jones, and Daniel Clute. Daniel, play us out. That was a great goodbye. <laughs>